The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. High five your neighbor. You can be seated in God's presence. HOP, thanks for that wonderful ministration. God bless you richly. Praise God forevermore. All right. I won't bother asking if you are fasting. <laughs> I'm just going to assume you are fasting and trust that you are fasting. And I just want to encourage us again as we step into the final week. You will finish strong in Jesus' name. But adventure, there's anyone that has not joined us in this fast for no particular um, responsible or good reason. Again, this is to encourage you in particular. You should join in. You can join in. We've been talking about the power of um, fasting and praying. Why, why are we doing this? Why, why are we taking 21 days to wait on the Lord like this and to fast. And we've, we've mentioned so many things. Oh, by the way, Coach Kemi is in the house this morning. Please, let's appreciate Coach Kemi, Tony Akemumi, and our wonderful husband. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome, ma. Those of you that may not know Coach Kemi, she's our relationship coach um, for about two years now. I think, yeah, we've had this um, special coaching for singles and married people we usually were doing it third sunday just take like an hour and we've learned and learned and learned so many things hallelujah you're welcome praise god so there's a reason for it and we've, we've enumerated so many amazing reasons hallelujah last week we touched on the fact that um was it last week or even two weeks ago I'm not, I'm not sure exactly when. Usually, we saw that in the life two weeks ago, like of Elijah and also in the life of Jesus, when they were about to step into great things. Somehow, the Spirit of God took them into a fast. In fact, if you really read the construct or the story of Elijah and Jesus, it was as if they were not prepared for it or they were not planning towards it. The Bible said of Jesus, after he came from the baptism of John, he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he was there for 40 days and nights fasting. He didn't eat anything for that period. Driven by the Spirit. And that was just before he stepped into his earthly ministry as the Christ. The Bible said he returned in the power of the Spirit. I want to dwell on that briefly this morning, that power of the spirit. He returned in the power of the spirit and his fame went abroad. In other words, the rest is history. The same thing about Elijah. In fact, this one was very interesting. If you remember the story we read, I believe it was 1 Kings 19. He was in a very, very depressed state because he had done in his eyes so much and yet it looked as if he had not moved the needle. Jezebel was still after him to kill him and he was about to give up and God sent an angel that gave him spiritual food I've talked about the importance of receiving that at this time the word of God is our spiritual food the angel came and cooked for him 
It was a spiritual food, but it was physical. He ate. And the Bible said he, he, was, he went in the strength of that meal for 40 days and 40 nights. He wasn't planning to fast. In fact, the angel fed him twice. He went in the strength for that for 40 days and 40 nights. The angel told him, arise and eat. What is ahead of you is too great for you. And it's important to realize that. What is ahead of us, particularly in this generation we live in. In fact, let's not even just, we don't have to even guess. Let's think about what our world has been going through in recent years. What our nation is going through. There are things we've not seen before. You know, we quote that scripture a lot. Second Corinthians, um, I mean, First Corinthians 9. The things that eyes have not seen, ears have not had. It has never been seen in this nation that our currency, the exchange rate will be 1,000 naira to a dollar. Eye has not seen it. Ear has not heard it. It had not entered the hearts of men until our generation came. <laughs> and if you and I could enter a time machine and go back to Independence Day, 1960 Nigeria, and gather the adults, and, and, and in those days, in those days, our, I mean, most of us were not old enough then. It's things our fathers used to tell us. In fact, I was still talking to my father a few days ago that, ah, that the days when Naira was more valuable than Palm Stalin. They would tell us those stories. And if you are told them that this Naira that is more valuable than one pound now, a time is coming, not that it will be, they will laugh. And how do we know whether it may not get worse. In fact, we can even conclude that it might or it will most likely get worse according to the prophecy of scripture. Isaiah 60 says it will get darker and darker. Darkness will come upon the earth, gross darkness. But for you, let me look at your neighbor and say for you. He said the Lord will arise upon you. The Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen. Prophecies like that are the express example in Isaiah 60 of heaven on earth. That, that's what heaven on earth means. It means there will be darkness on the earth. There will be difficulty on the earth. There will be pain and sorrow on the earth and you are going to be on the earth at that time. But God's glory, God's mercy, God's light, God's favor, and God's power, I want to focus on that as we talk about the power of fasting and prayer this morning, will be evident in your own life. And that will be coming directly from heaven. Hallelujah. So, though you're on the earth, and there are obvious painful challenges all around you, somehow, by the help of God, you will be shining. Somebody shout, I'll be shining. That professor Isaiah said, kings will come to the brightness of your rising. In other words, you know light shines bright, brightest in darkness. So everybody, it will be easy to notice those that God is helping. They're just going to stand out like light in the dark. It will be easy. Their case will be different. 
Not that, and this is very important to note, please. Not that they will not have challenges. Of course they will have challenges. Because they're on the earth and the challenges are all around them. But somehow, glory be to God, they will still be thriving in the midst of those challenges by the help of God. Hallelujah. So we are fasting for this very, very reason. Preparing for what is ahead. In fact, God said it to me this way while I was just meditating and said I'm getting ready. It's not even only for the difficult things that we need to fast and prepare for. Even for the good things. Success has come. Favor has come. Money has come to people, and because they simply were not prepared for them, it crushed them, or they messed it up. Ah, Pastor, what do you mean? I don't know whether you've ever heard about people that won lottery. We don't have that much of it here, but you read about those stories in other parts of the world. Somebody won lottery, won one billion dollars. You can't prepare for lottery. Lottery is game of chance. You can't really say you're preparing for it because you don't know whether it will happen or it will not happen. Even if you say you're preparing, it's a fake preparation. But suddenly you woke up, yes, you had bought the ticket six months ago, boom. I'm, I'm talking about empirical data now. I know people play lottery here in Nigeria, but I don't know too many of them. Ask your neighbor, is he talking about you? But in places like America, they've done statistics that most of the people that won those kind of lottery, they check them three, four, five years after. They've lost all the money. Some of them are worse off. I remember one reporter was talking about a woman. How, in fact, what she talked about was the fact that after she won that money, this, this was what she was talking about, how her life was now upside down now. All her family and friends now started expecting her to be their God. And to be their sponsor. And it put a lot of strain and pressure on her and her relationship. You see, they, they were not expecting it. They were not expecting it. And they just didn't know how to manage. Between her and those relationships, all her family, everything just got wrecked. The money got lost and everything. And she's looking back and like, I wish I didn't win that money. Because before the $1 billion came, she and her, they were still okay. Her brother and her sister, and her, they could still talk. They could still, but I mean, someone now and the person, ah, you have one billion dollars, and you can't help me with paying my children's school fees. They won't understand. So sometimes, when you prepare, you are not only preparing for difficult times; you are preparing for even your success. I've always talked about the tale of two kings in scriptures. Jotham, the Bible said he became great or successful because he prepared his ways before the Lord. And there was another thing the Bible told us. Kings, oh, not that one was a king, one was a pauper. Both of them were kings. King is a promotion. Success. Rehoboam, he did evil because he did not prepare his heart before the Lord. He just wasn't ready. Just wasn't ready for the elevation that God was bringing him into. And this is important. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I will wait upon the Lord. My strength will be renewed. I will walk, I will not go weary. I will walk, I will not faint. I will run, I will not faint. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1. I want to start from there this morning. What is the power of fasting and praying like this? It helps us to walk in the power of God, unlock the power of God. And this is what Paul was praying for the Ephesian church here. If you read from verse 15, I believe many of us are familiar with this text and this prayer. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I, I heard that you are now believers. It says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, to make mention of you in my prayers. And he went on to mention specifically what he was praying for them. What the Spirit of God was putting on his heart, pray for these people. They are now born again. They are now saved. They are now the people of God. They now believe in God. They now love God. They are now the chosen ones of them. Start praying these prayers for them. Again, we call this the Pauline prayers. And we say these are probably the most important prayers you can pray for yourself. Because if Paul prayed it for the saints, you can pray it for yourself. And the Spirit of God gave Paul understanding and an interpretation of what he was leading him to pray. Naturally speaking, you may think the most important thing you need is money. You may think the most important thing you need is a job. You may think the most important thing you need is a house. You may think the most important thing you need is a car. And you can pray for those things. And there's really nothing wrong in praying for those things. But when you study scriptures and you read things like this, it begins to inform you that perhaps those are not the most important things. Because you won't find them praying for those things here. Not that God doesn't know you need a house or you need a job or you need a car. No. God knows that you need these things. In fact, the teaching of Jesus is that people that prioritize such things, they are Gentiles. People that don't know God. This one is saying, this is what I'm now praying for you. Now that I know you know God. Matthew 6 says, don't pray like Gentiles. I don't know God. You are focusing on what will I eat, what will I hear, what will I drink. No, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, all these things will be added. Hello, somebody. So he said, now that I heard of your faith, now that I heard that you believe, this is now what is most important. And the last thing he emphasized there, we don't have to go through all the prayer. Verse 19, the last thing. In fact, this is the one that he dedicated most of the prayer to. Because from verse 19 all the way to the end, the emphasis is on the power of God. The emphasis is on the power of God. Specifically, the emphasis is on you knowing understanding, realizing that the power of God is at work in your life. A consciousness that divine power is at work in your life. Sir, you wouldn't have made it till this day if God wasn't backing you up. Sometimes we need to think about that. 
Somebody came out of an accident. The car was a wreck. A bus, several people died. Came out. And maybe he had just a few bruises and cuts. And he was now crying. Hey, why has God abandoned me? This kind of accident happened to me. Why has God abandoned me? Why has God forsaken me? And you know, people can think like that. See, we say perception is everything. Perception is everything. Ah, why did this kind of thing happen to me? Perception. Another person came out of the same car wreck, looked around. The car was wrecked, driver was there, and he fell on his knees and said, Ah, Father, thank you. If it wasn't for you, and if it wasn't for your power, I would have died in that kind of perspective. So you came into 2024. Because many of you said, ah, there, because you think you're not like that guy that is complaining. And three weeks and come and gone. And if you audit your life, don't move too much. The one I'm talking about you. Perhaps it has been more of complaints. Again, don't move too much. So they won't know it's you. <laughs> and I understand where you're coming from. Because this Lagos, you have reasons to complain. Am I right? Am I right? But you need to have perspective. Perspective. Think like Paul was talking here. She said that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. He's saying, I want you to see the way God sees this. God saw the accident. God saw the, the, the car wreck. God saw that people will die. And God still allowed you to go through it. And God brought you out. God could have stopped everything. God can tweak his finger like this and it will really be just heaven. But that's not the plan. The plan is heaven on earth. So there will be co-equal existence of light and darkness. But the light will be your portion in the name of Jesus. And when you are like that, you need to have perspective. Perspective. Not that there will be no financial challenges, but that in spite of the financial challenges, you are still standing. Perspective. And you need to understand that that's what the power of God does in the life of a believer. Hallelujah. We said one of the most Powerful illustrations of heaven on earth is Goshen. The children of Israel. Oh, let me read before I get into that. I have three or four things. <laughs> but let me just quickly read. So verse 19 says that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that God will give you perspective. You will see the exceeding greatness. What is the exceeding greatness of God's power that you will see it you will know it praise God God's power towards us that believe see that's the thing is that we believe not that we have held on or we now have the manifestation in our hand. No, we believe. I love that song that the choir sang this morning. Very, very apt song. There's a power at work for those that believe. 
And that power is what guarantees their heaven or earth experience. And we need to know it. In fact, the most important prayer to pray for a believer is that your eyes will be open to it. That you will know it. I'm praying that you will have this perspective. This is the most important prayer I can pray for you. This is the most important prayer I can pray for you. That you will have this perspective that the greatness of the power of God is working for you. That's what he's telling them here. My prayer is that you will know revelation knowledge, understanding, comprehension, perspective. The greatness of the power of God at work in your life that made it possible for you to, you went through 2023. You survived COVID. You came into the new year. You have spent three weeks in 2024 and you have not lost your mind. I'm praying that you will know the exceeding greatness of the power of God at work in your life. Sir, you didn't do this thing by yourself. And it wasn't your friends, it wasn't your father, it wasn't your mother, it was God. And it was the power of God at work in your life. You, you, you believer. I'm, I don't even know about the rest of the world, though, but you that you believe in Jesus Christ, you, you come to church every Sunday, you call on the name of, with all the rubbish the devil is doing all over the world. The Bible says in the last days, Satan knows his time is short. And he's going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he devour, causing war, famine, all kinds of mayhem all over the world. In such a time of gross darkness on the earth, I'm praying that you will have a perspective that the power of God is at work in your life. That's how you're going to make it through times like this. Like those three Hebrew boys, <laughs> praise God, when Nebuchadnezzar erected that idol and said everybody should bow, and everybody was afraid, and they bowed. And of course, when everybody is bowing and you are standing tall, they will easily notice you. So they called, they came to, they reported them to the king. There are these three Hebrew boys. I don't know why they didn't see Daniel, but let's leave that for another day. <laughs> because I know Daniel too did not bow. <laughs> they didn't bow, sir. You see, th th those people who were operating in what Paul was teaching us to operate in here. They had not seen the power of God. It wasn't like when they talked, fire was coming out of their mouth. Up until then, they had not really done anything that significant. But they knew of the exceeding greatness of the power of God at work in them as covenant children of God. Now, 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 in context, keep in mind, keep in mind, they had all just been brought into Babylon as prisoners of war. So their nation just lost a war. Only God knows how many people died. The nation was just destroyed. They were in captivity in Babylon. They were under the authority of King Nebuchadnezzar. They were captives. But even in that kind of mess, they knew that the power of God was at work in them. That's the kind of mindset he wants you to have for times like this. 
Because others would have said, and I'm sure all the Jews that bowed to that idol of Nebuchadnezzar is that if God is greater than Nebuchadnezzar, we will not have lost the war. That was their perspective. But it was a wrong perspective. Where was God when Israel was fighting? And they allowed Nebuchadnezzar to defeat us. They say, God bigger than our God. Though. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. And if he tells us to bow, <laughs> we will bow, sir. Before they kill us like all our other brethren that were killed. That was their perspective. But these boys said that even though our nation lost the war. See, this is why you need prayer. Mixed with fasting. Because you are going to find yourself in some situations that it looks like the power of God is not working for you. Feels like the power of God is not working for you. But if only you had perspective, the right perspective, you know that in spite of all this darkness around me, God's word has not changed. Am I talking to somebody this morning? They brought them to the king. The Bible said, the king said, is it true? That the Bible said that his visage changed. And you know, Nebuchadnezzar was demon-possessed. They told the king, oh king, we are not afraid to answer you in this matter. <laughs> we are not what? We are not what? Dr. K said something yesterday. We had a pastor's meeting just preparing for the next season. He said God told him that, that he's going to start taking it from this week. That one of the things we need for heaven on earth is a spirit of faith. That's the next thing we're going to explore as we go into February. Spirit, that, that's what they are, spirit of faith. Spirit of faith, not physical manifestation of faith. They up until then, God had not shown up per se for them. We are not afraid to answer you in this matter. Our God, hallelujah, is able to help us and defend us. And just to know that you know, that you, everybody should know they know what they are talking about. They now made this answer. Even if God does not answer us in this matter, we are not going to bow to you. I mean, I mean. I'm coming to Esther as we wrap up this morning. Even if God doesn't help us in this matter, we will not bow. Nebuchadnezzar lost his marbles. Throw them in the fire. Heat up the oven seven times faster. The Bible said the people that threw them in were burnt by the fire. Now watch, watch, watch where we are talking about. And you see the importance of Apostle Paul's prayer. The war started, God did not show up. Israel lost the war, God did not show up. They were taken into captivity, God did not show up. They were enslaved in the king's palace, God did not show up. They were forced to start learning the king's language and all these things. You can be sure that it's not that they wanted to do it. But from that time, they were still believing the exceeding greatness of the power of God at work towards them that believe. So many opportunities to have thrown it away. I saw one funny skit. One guy was laughing and said that he saw somebody sitting down and said that, oh God, don't you know it's only 11 months left in 2024 and you're not taking your life? (laughs) 
There is only 11 months left. <laughs> I mean, they had reasons to have given up on their faith. They reported them to the king. The king was angry. Threw them inside the fire. And it was when they threw them into the fire. That's when the fourth man came for them. You must understand that's how God operates sometimes. Perhaps if God had shown up when Nebuchadnezzar came to attack them in Judah, it would just ah, another war that Israel won. Do you know how many wars David won? We don't talk about those wars today. It's just a footnote. David killed everybody. Another war. But here we are, 2024, we are talking about that. Because somebody understood the exceeding greatness of the power of work towards them that believe. Hallelujah. Now, you know their story because they had that perspective. What happened? The king brought them out of the fire. Glory be to God. And promoted them. That's going to be your testimony after these 21 days. Whatever fire or challenges you are going through, you will experience promotion in the name of Jesus. But you need to think like this. Why you are going through that fire? That you may know. Back to our text. <clears throat> Praise God. Now look at the way he, he described this. This is so powerful. What is the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us that believe? And this is where the revelation really goes to another level. According, according to the working of his power, which he walked when Christ was raised from the dead. Simple English, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is what's backing you up. Can I hear a loud hallelujah? hallelujah. That is your power. When you come out of a car wreck, when you spend three weeks into 2024 and things may not yet have still working out for you, that is your mentality. Same power that raised Christ from the dead is working in my marriage. Same power that raised Christ from the dead is working in my finances. Same power that raised Christ from the dead is working in every aspect of my life. Glory be to God. He went on to describe again how the power works. And this is how you know this is relevant to us today. Glory be to God. Raised him from the dead. We were talking about that a few days ago. That we need to start thinking of ourselves that way. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Have that kind of perspective. Seated him at his right hand. In the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Every name named. Not only in this age. When Apostle Paul wrote this by the help of the Holy Ghost, but also in 2024. What is to come? This 21 days fasting and prayer, particularly this last week, is about getting us ready for what is to come. The names we are going to face for the remaining 11 months. What is to come? Good or bad? Not that they make you commissioner and you now forget that you're a Christian. But also that which is to come. Which is to come. Which is to come. You need this person for what is to come. You don't know whether they're going to throw you in the fairy finest tomorrow. But you need what is to come. 
Aleluia. Esther, let me begin to close. Somebody shout what is to come. Esther chapter 4. The Bible said an enemy of the Jews, an enemy of the people of the God. You see, Paul said, now that you are the people of God, you are a target. And the most important thing is for you to know what is the exceeding greatness of the power of God that will help you concerning what is to come. This was the devil at work here. In the name of one Haman. And he rose up and he came up with a plan to destroy the Jews. Let's kill all of them. And I tell you, every time you wake up, every time you step into a new day, a new month, a new week, and you have testimonies around you, your health is intact, your marriage is intact, your children are alive, your job is still going okay, know that the power of God is backing you up because you have an enemy that is all out to destroy you. In these last days, That's what we are living in. Before we even read this, please, let's read that Isaiah 60. God has been just pricking me. I was trying to skip it because of time. Tap your neighbor, say you are not going anywhere. In any case, nobody can talk to me about Sunday rice now. There's no rice until 4 p.m. So, all of you that used to say, Pastor, hurry up so we can go and eat Sunday rice. <laughs> and I can guarantee you I will finish before 4 o'clock. I, I promise. That's much. <laughs> Somebody say, what is to come? Isaiah 60 from verse 1 again. Arise. Shine. Understand that this is really the, the core of what heaven on earth means. Your light has come. You are in Goshen. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For darkness shall come upon the earth. Deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you. Can somebody declare that where you are seated? Two or th in fact, three times, the Lord arises over me. The Lord arises over me. The Lord arises over me. And I want you to know he arises over you with his power. It's his power that makes that light possible. All these physical lights are possible. They are shining because of power coming out of that generator. It takes power to light things up. But you see, there's, there's darkness. And there's an enemy behind that darkness. There's an enemy behind. The darkness is not just bad weather. It's not just an accident. No! Hallelujah. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. So, again, this is what was actually happening in the days of Esther. A darkness had come upon the Jewish people and all over the world. In these days, 
these people were, it wasn't, was this after, this was, was it before or after Nebuchadnezzar? I'm not sure about my Bible history again. They were now running practically the whole world. And somebody in a place of authority filled with the, with the power of the devil, let's eliminate all the people of God. And the law was actually written. It was just a matter of execution now. Esther chapter 4 from verse 1. The power of fasting and prayer. That's what we want to use. Because when push came to shove, that's what Esther used. Esther 4 from verse 1. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, the decree had now been signed. It was just a matter of time. They were going to execute all of them. They were going to lose their lives. This wasn't just any other threat. It was an existential threat. And there's no challenge bigger than that. And when they were faced with such a difficulty, how did they come out of it? Power of prayer and fasting. And that tells me that no matter the threat anybody is facing to come in 2024, financial, health, marital, existential, existential threats, the power of prayer and fasting can unlock whatever it is you need in God to give you the victory over it. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. He tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes. You are familiar with your Bible, you know that that's a posture. To fast and pray and to seek the, the Lord. Went out in the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud voice and a bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gates. For no one might enter the king's gates clothed with sackcloth. He just don't appear before the king anyhow. That's a theme that's been coming up in things we've been saying in church. The dramatic something about that. Don't just come before the king anyhow. Coming to church, know that you're coming before the king. Don't just come anyhow. So he sent word to Esther. And eventually he spoke to her. At first, Esther did not want anything to do with it because she, at that time, did not make it known that she was a Jew. See, the persecution had been building. Um, Haman did not just come up with that law. The persecution had been building for years. I mean, these things have been going on since Bible days. Where for one reason or the other, <laughs> please catch this, because this applies to what we are saying about us Christians and the importance of what Paul said, when I heard of your faith, the people of God have always been a target for the enemy. And the people of God today are not just the Jewish people. That is the physical blood of Abraham. It's the spiritual people. Us, the church. If you are here with me, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. 
Esther didn't want to be a part of it. She still wanted to keep that identity secret that she was a Jewish people. Verse 13, because of time. So they had been communicating between, of course, Mordecai could not enter the king's court. So Esther was communicating through one of the king's servants. Verse 13, Mordecai told them to answer Esther. After she got back to him that, look, I don't want to get involved with this. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the Jews. Don't, don't think that way. Don't think because, ah, I'm the king's wife, I'm the queen, I'm in the palace. Even if they kill all the Jews, it can't touch me. For if you remain completely silent at this time, I, I love this. This is so powerful. Look at what he said there. Even if you don't do something about it. See, this just shows us how God operates. And this is what the four Hebrew children were saying. If you remain silent, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not coming to you and I'm not asking you to do something because without you we will not survive. I know the God I serve. I know the God I believe. Somehow we will get us through this difficulty. So he threw that challenge back at Esther. Hallelujah. He said, but you and your father's house shall perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I think that woke Esther up. But this is where we are going this morning. Of all the things Esther could have done, this is what we are talking about. You want to, you, you, you need God's help. How many people need God's help in 2024? Praise God. Now, in Esther's particular case, knowing the details of her plan now, what she really needed was God's favor. They had a law in those days. You don't come before the king except the king beckons for you. And the plan was that Esther, go and talk to the king on behalf of Jewish people. Let him know that you are a Jewish person. And between the time of our next appointment with the king and the time the law will be executed, the law will have been executed before our next appointment. So she had to break that protocol. But thank God she understood. Praise God. That the power of God can break every protocol. Glory be to God. So she made a bet. You know, you know her. So she made a bet. And she bet on the fact that if I go before God and God gives me favor before the king, even though I'm breaking this protocol and this, what is at stake is my life, the favor of God will prevail over that. And to activate that favor, she turned to prayer and fasting. Turn to prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Verse 15, Esther told them to reply, Mordecai, go, gather all the Jews. Now that we have come to this threat, our lives are on the line. It's a do or die matter. Gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan fast for me. Let's turn to something that we are guaranteed will work. Let's wait upon the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Neither eat nor drink for three days, nights, night, for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. Watch the spirit of faith as well in her that Mordecai said to her earlier on that if help doesn't come from you, God will send deliverance from somewhere else. I, I know God is going to bring us out of this. The Hebrew boy said that, look, if God does not deliver us, our God is able to deliver us. Even if he does not deliver us, we are not going to bow to your idol. The same spirit is demonstrated here. My mates and I will fast likewise, so I will go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, what? I perish. Hallelujah. She turned to the power of prayer and fasting. The nation turned to the prayer of prayer of power of prayer and fasting. You know, we've looked at Jesus and Elijah that they did 40 days. This one they didn't do 40 days, they did how many? So we are somewhere in the middle. We are fine. It's not about the three days or the 21 days or the 40 days. Oh, if you want to do 100 days, oh. It's about you just waiting on God. Trusting God. And I will emphasize this morning, understanding that the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us. And when we need it, we can turn it on when we see God's face. Did God show up for Esther or not? Did God show up for the Jewish people or not? Hallelujah. I love how the story ended. The gallows that Haman erected. See, when Haman says sin, Mordecai make his moves, and they already had beef from the past. <laughs> and he says sin. He erected the gallows, was going to hang. It was like, as when we are killing them, this, I don't want any bullets to kill Mordecai. I bring him to my house, my backyard. I want to hang him. <laughs> I want to announce to someone here this morning, everything the enemy has intended for evil, where you are concerned, God will turn it around in your favor. Glory be to God. That gallo, the king ordered them to hang him and there. The devil is defeated where you are concerned. You just walk in the consciousness of the exceeding greatness of the power of God that raised Christ from the dead at work in your life towards those that believe. And as we wait on God, let's believe God for that power to be activated. If it's favor you need, the power will turn on the favor. Hallelujah. If it's provision, you need the power, we turn on the provision. If it's wisdom, you need the power, we turn on the wisdom. If it's strength, you need the power, we turn on the strength. Glory be to God. The power, we turn on everything that you need. That's why we are fasting. Glory be to God. Somebody rise on your feet this morning. Lift your hands to the Lord. Kiana can you declare with me this morning in the name of Jesus I turn on the exceeding greatness of the power of God towards believers including me the same power I can't hear somebody's voice this morning say the same power that raised up Christ from the dead is activated on my behalf for today and what is yet to come in 2024 
in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray this morning. And perhaps you are here, you've not yet made a commitment to be a part of this fast. Again, I enjoin you and I encourage you to join us. We have just seven days left. Join us, join us, join us. The power that raised Christ from the dead. As we wait on the Lord for the next seven days. Oh, thank you, Father. That same power is activated in my life. In those areas where I need help. Like Esther and Mordecai. And the Jewish people needed help. Because their lives were threatened. I declare today the power of God that showed up on their behalf for favor. That same power is activated in my life in the name of Jesus. If you will believe like Paul said that the power that raised Christ from the dead is at work towards them that believe. Open your mouth and pray this prayer for yourself. Pray this prayer that that power is activated to help you to provide for you to give you favor to give you wisdom to give you strength to give you direction whatever the need is to heal your body to restore your family whatever the need is the power that raised christ from the dead is able to get the job done let us activate that power as we fast these last seven days Come on, one more minute. Pray, pray, pray fervently. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can you lift your hands? Boldly declare with me again this morning. The power that raised Christ from the dead walks favorably, to, favorably towards me. The power that raised Christ from the dead walks favorably towards me. One more time. The same power. Declare with me, this is my belief. The same power that raised Christ from the dead walks favorably towards me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00640. 